Welcome to Ariana Answers. I'm Dr. Ariana Brandolini, a clinical psychologist who lives in New York City. Every week, I answer a life question submitted by a listener like you. Would you like your question answered? Head over to the description of this video to submit. Now, let's jump into this week's episode. When we're more self-aware, we're empowered to build on our strengths, and we're also able to make changes in the areas in which we want to grow. Dear Dr. Ariana, when I'm fighting with my partner, I'm unable to figure out when my anger has actually stopped and when I'm continuing to fight for the sake of it. He's much better able to let go of things, particularly in the heat of an argument. How do I learn how to do the same in those moments? I just keep spinning my wheels for no reason and then get mad at myself later for all the time I wasted going around in circles. How do I stop myself from doing this over and over again? So today I wanna talk to you guys about self-awareness. Self-awareness is one of our greatest life weapons. It's the cornerstone of emotional intelligence. It makes us more confident and more creative. It's key to healthy relationships and to effective leadership. We make better decisions, exercise greater self-control, and then we also communicate more effectively. When we're more self-aware, we're empowered to build on our strengths and we're also able to make changes in the areas in which we want to grow. When I meet with people, they often say, I keep doing this thing and I don't know why I keep doing it or this thing keeps on happening to me. Like, why does it keep on happening? Living a life where we're constantly reacting to the people around us, to our situations can leave us feeling really powerless. So part of my goal in getting to people, getting people to where they want to go is helping them understand the part that they're playing in all of this. Once we're able to describe it and examine it, then we're actually able to decide the best way forward. Practicing self-awareness is key to meaningful life change. Unfortunately, self-awareness isn't something that comes naturally to a lot of us, but with practice, it's a skill that can be learned. How do we do this? There are two key things that I want to talk to you about. The first is practicing mindfulness. And the second is getting to know your negative automatic thought loops. So mindfulness. Now mindfulness is very, very trendy these days. You've probably heard about it and seen people talk about it. But the practice has actually been around for millennia. There's a reason why those who are considered the most enlightened, the most close to God, practice it on a daily basis. And we probably should pay attention to what they're doing. Most people, when they hear mindfulness, they think things like chanting and meditation. But all that mindfulness really is, is bringing your complete attention and awareness to a current experience. It can be internal, like paying attention to your breath, feeling tension in your body, or it can be external, like naming colors or shapes in a room. Mindfulness can take you out of your chaotic mind and bring you into your body and into the here and now in a very practical way. Sun Tzu says, or said, I should say, if you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you're at peace, you're living in the present. There's a ton of psychological research that clearly shows the benefits of practicing mindfulness on a regular basis. It shows that mindfulness 
reduces rumination, it reduces stress, it boosts working memory, it helps us focus, gives us more cognitive flexibility, less emotional reactivity, and increased relationship satisfaction. Mindfulness has also been shown to increase and enhance self-insight, which is what we're talking about right now, as well as morality, intuition, and helps us regulate feelings of fear. It also has a lot of health benefits, like increasing immune functioning, amongst many, many other things. You get the picture. When I talk about incorporating mindfulness into our daily life, people either have no idea what I'm talking about or they give me kind of an eye roll. I promise you it's so easy and takes no time at all. It doesn't have to look like everybody else's practice. You know, you have to figure out what actually works best for you. Do you find this information helpful? Is there a certain topic you'd like us to cover? Leave us a comment and review about what you'd like to hear. So let's do 30 seconds of a mindfulness exercise, okay? So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I want you to start to tune in to your breath. Feel the natural flow of air as you breathe in and as you breathe out. You don't need to do anything with your breath. Not long, not short, just natural. Notice where you feel your breath in your body. It might be in your abdomen, or it might be in your chest, in your throat, or in your nostrils. Notice the temperature of the air as you're breathing in and as you're breathing out. When you breathe in, the air might be cooler. As it passes through your lungs, the air you breathe might be warmer. Cool air in, warm air out. See if you can feel the sensations of breath, one breath at a time. When one breath ends, the other begins. See, was that so bad? So that is something that you can do, taking a mindful moment day by day. Mindfulness helps us in this process of self-awareness because it trains us to slow down and to pay attention to what's happening in the moment so we can evaluate how to move forward. As we're intentional about creating space for mindfulness, even just 10 minutes a day, research shows that it actually translates into living more mindfully. So it actually translates into a way of being in your life. Once we start practicing mindful self-awareness and we can start to evaluate ourselves day to day, we start to observe how our thoughts, our emotions, and our behaviors are all connected. So this would you like me to read your letter? Click on the description of this video to submit your question. So the second thing I want to talk to you about is what we call in psychology, the cognitive triangle. For those of you listening, I want you to imagine a triangle. At the left corner is the word thoughts. At the top corner is the word feelings. And at the left corner is the word behaviors. Every day, we're operating in loops, where the thoughts that we think 
create feelings and emotions within us that then motivate behaviors that we do, that then create other thoughts that we think and generate more feelings, and on and on it goes. The loop can also go in the other direction. So you do a behavior, then you have a thought or a judgment about it, and then you have an emotion, et cetera, et cetera. Some of these loops can be healthy and helpful, but a lot of them can be unhealthy and unhelpful. So for example, in pre-COVID days, you're in your office and you walk past your friend, Sue. You say, hey, Sue. Sue keeps on walking and doesn't respond. You have an automatic thought. Oh my God, did I do something to upset Sue? Is she mad at me? She's usually, she's usually so friendly. Did I do something wrong? You start to feel anxious. As a result of these thoughts and these feelings, you might avoid her. You might ask people if she's okay. You might rack your brain of all your recent interactions to see if there's anything you could have said to offend her. Another scenario, you walk past Sue in your pre-COVID office. Hey, Sue. Sue doesn't answer. Automatic thought. Gosh, Sue is such a jerk. Who does she think she is ignoring me like that? You might feel anger or embarrassment. As a result, Maybe your behavior is that you badmouth her to other coworkers or you ignore her at your pre-COVID Christmas party. Another scenario. Hi, Sue. No answer. Automatic thought. Hmm, she probably didn't hear me. Emotions are probably pretty neutral and you just go about your day. As you can see, this is the same scenario with three very different interpretations. Your interpretations depend on your patterns of negative automatic thoughts. These are thoughts that flip through your mind so quickly and automatically that you don't even notice that they, that they happen. Usually what you notice is the feeling that they generate and then how you act out of that. So getting to know your patterns of automatic thoughts will then allow you to catch yourself when you're about to go down one of those unhealthy loops. Because listen, all might be true. Sue might be mad at you, she might be a jerk, or she might not have heard you. The questions we have to ask ourselves in these triggering situations are, when you have this negative automatic thought, is this thought objectively true? Meaning, would it stand up in court in front of a jury? And even if it is, is this thought helpful? What thought is actually more helpful to think? which helps me be in the best emotional state, right? According to the National Science Foundation, an average person has about 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Out of those, 80% are negative and 95% are repetitive. These are negative automatic thought patterns. This is where we find ourselves reacting and behaving in ways that we don't like. And afterwards we're like, where the heck did that come from? So, mindfully becoming aware of ourselves, we can start to examine these patterns of negative automatic thinking, how they affect our emotions, and then in turn influence our behaviors. Then we can actually practice healthier ways of doing it, which leads to a happier and healthier life. Neuroscience shows that this is possible. You can create new patterns of thought if you make it a habit and you practice. And to help you do that, in this episode's link, we have a whole list of the categories of negative automatic thoughts that people tend to think, so you can see which ones you tend to engage in. 
as well as a sheet that will help you restructure these thoughts into healthier, more helpful ones. Self-awareness is essential to creating meaningful change. It empowers us to build on areas of strength, and it also allows us to make adjustments in areas where we might need to improve. Two key steps are practicing mindfulness until it becomes a way of life, to slow ourselves down, to then notice our negative automatic thought patterns. Once we become aware of these unhealthy patterns of thinking and being, we're then empowered to change them.